Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my partner in film, Devin. And today, we're going to be giving our thoughts and insights on Renfield. And before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to our show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at FilmOptics, or you can email us at FilmOptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. So, Devin, how has your week been, and what have you been watching? What, what's what's on the agenda this week for for old uh, Mr. Agnello? It's been a pretty decent week. Uh, I finally caught up on, I watched the latest Mando today. That was really good, and I watched the latest Ted Lasso. So, it's good to have those weekly releases, you know, just kind yeah. of put them on. Speaking of vampires, I've been catching up on What We Do in the Shadows, the series. Oh, it's so good. Highly recommend I, I gotta watch it. I've seen the uh, the movie, um, but not the series. But I think it's a lot better than the movie. Oh, really? Ooh, okay. That that definitely piques my interest. For some reason, I thought it was the other way around, but I'm not sure why. And there, and there may or may not be a, a Taika cameo here and there. <laughs> Gotta love good old Taika. Had to, get, had to get in the vampire mood. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, yeah, for me, it's been kind of the same, you know, watching Mando every week. Um, I've watched the first four episodes of Ted Lasso all together. I think episode four dropped this week, or is it episode five? I think it was five this week. Oh, so I have to catch up. Excuse me. I've been, that's the thing with screeners where it's like, you watch like the first like few episodes that they give you. And then you're like, oh, you know, I'll just wait. And then you know, you, you think it's like a week later and it's like, Oh no. Yeah. So I need to catch up on Ted Lasso. I got to watch that tonight. Um, yeah. Like I said, watching Mandalorian, um, I've actually been rewatching the last season of, uh, star Wars rebels to kind of, uh, reprep myself for Ahsoka. I didn't want to watch every single season, but just, just more of a refresher, uh, for that. But outside of that, I've been working a lot and, uh, was not able to go to my Evil Dead uh, Rise screening, unfortunately, but we're definitely still going to cover it here on the podcast when it drops. I just had some things come up. It's been, you know, I've just been kind of busy, um, you know, moving soon. So that's always fun, uh, you know, doing some adulting things, get every, getting everything ready for that. Um, but outside of that, yeah, I've been slowly playing through Resident Evil 2. I need to kind of just gun through it altogether. I like really suck at that game, but it's it's not easy. It's it's not. It is not easy. And this being like my first real Resident Evil experience that I've like played all by myself. I'm like, oh man. I mean, but it's it's good stuff. So I'm slowly making my way through there. But yeah, outside of that, oh I we got we gotta mention I was gonna say we gotta mention beef. Yes. We're all aboard the beef train. I was just literally just about to mention that. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, well, I, I, like, I haven't watched anything. I'm like, yes, I have. I literally binged Beef all last weekend. Um, if you have not watched Beef, it is on Netflix. We're not even going to tell you what it's about. Just watch the first episode, and I'm, like, fairly confident that you'll be hooked 
altogether. It's, it's about road rage going as wrong as possible for two people. It's literally just like a chain of events that like, you know, start it's, it's crazy. So yeah, I did watch all of beef, uh, 10 episodes. They're not very long. They're between 30 and 35 minutes each. So they definitely really don't even push like 40 minutes, but definitely, um, you know, Steven Yun and Ali Wong. Fantastic. Definitely highly recommend that for any of our listeners out you there. You said it was your show of the year and I was surprised. I actually, I feel like I was coming off a little bit of high. I'm going to backtrack that because I'm like, I just, I don't know if it's, it's it was definitely, definitely top tier. Yeah. Like it's like the number, ooh, I mean with Ted Lasso being there, I don't know. Well, let's say it's like the number three spot, like the last of us, Ted Lasso, and then beef, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. But yeah, I'm just, I, I was on a high for a second. I was like, but like, honestly, I, I liked it all the same. Like, I didn't really have any qualms with it at all or like any like valid criticisms. I'm like, this is just great television. The only thing is that like, I just, it, it you know, the ride was so much fun, but like it's, it's over. So like, imagine if we would have gotten that weekly, like that would have been something awesome, but it's a double-edged sword because that was very bingeable, but also not many people are going to be talking about it in a month from now. No. And we're getting season two of Sweet Tooth that comes out in two weeks, which really shows how Netflix needs to kind of restructure their um, marketing because they just dropped it out of nowhere today. Sweet Tooth season two coming soon or within two weeks. I was like, well, They announced it a while ago, but I think they just put out like a poster today. I got you. I got you. But yeah, outside of that, just been kind of chilling. But ladies and gentlemen, we are here to give you our spoiler free review of Renfield. We have decided to make the spoiler free just because there isn't really anything to spoil. It's just a lot of bloody fun, <laughs> to be completely honest with everyone out there. So we're going to get into our initial reactions, which is our non-spoiler section. Then we'll go into our final thoughts and our ratings, and then we'll close out. That'll be the itinerary for today's episode. If you are new here, that's usually how we run things. Sometimes if we have spoilers, we'll throw those in, but no spoilers today. So with all that said, and without further delay, we'll be right back after this introduction to Renfield. Renfield, this is codependency 101. A narcissist will take full advantage of a codependent's low self-esteem, but you're the one with the real power and all you got to do is take it back how do i do that focus on your needs i mean i just haven't thought about any of my needs in years but if you were to stop focusing on his needs what would happen if i don't yeah what would what? happen stop focusing on his needs what would happen he won't grow to full power Exactly. He won't grow to full power. What? That's so weird. Why would you phrase it like that? But yes, he's right. And we are back with our spoiler-free review of Renfield. The director of this film is Chris McKay. And this is written by Ryan Ridley and Robert Kurtman. And the synopsis is as follows. Renfield, Dracula's henchman and inmate at a lunatic asylum for decades, longs for a life away from the Count and his various demands and all of the bloodshed that comes with them. This movie stars Nicholas Holtz 
in Nicolas Cage and Aquafina. So, like I said before, we're going to get into our initial reactions here. We're not going to waste any more time for you guys today. So, Devin, what are your thoughts on Renfield? Got to shout out the the very famous writer Robert Kirkman, also known for Walking Dead and Invincible. So he's a uh, he's pretty prolific out here in the writing game. And um, I also wanted to shout out. I think this has been the year for Universal and making the R-rated, bloody act, action, gory comedy. Like they started off hot with Violent Nights at the end of last year, then they came in really hot this year with Cocaine Bear. Now they're going Renfield, like rated R comedy. It's what we need. It's it never, almost never fails as far as entertainment value. They might not do amazing at the box office, but when I'm watching an R-rated comedy, it's it's a good time, probably nine times out of ten, just because they can they have so much more freedom to do what they want with the movie and write in whatever they want to write in, and that's what makes this so fun. Um, this whole movie is based around a very crazy, insane Nicolas Cage Dracula, which is just hilarious because he's really just hamming it up he reminded me of dr evil just so over the top evil and and um just going crazy that's just so entertaining to watch and nicholas holt's also great as always in this one and it's just a really fun bloody time like you mentioned like there's a lot of blood and gore there's some really decent action scenes for a movie like this um there's a lot of funny moments a lot of funny lines it's just, I'd say it's just a creative concept overall. Ben Schwartz is a great, great villain. Uh, good old Teddy Lobo. Got the tattooed sleeves and everything. Just a great look. Um, Aquafina does her job as usual. There's an interesting side plot with her character that I've seen some complaints, complaints about, but I didn't really have too many issues with the whole uh, like mafia side plot thing. It just feels like they had some time to fill and they just threw that in there. Um, other than that, whenever it's it's um, Dracula and Renfield on screen, it's a really good time. Whenever there's a fight scene, it's a good time. It's just a quick hour and a half fun movie, rated R. Like great theater experience, lots of laughs. Not too much to complain about there. Yeah, I agree. And also, I believe you actually left out one of Universal's other uh, crowned jewels this year when it comes to, I guess you can call it horror comedy in a way, or horror sci-fi actually, and that is Megan because that was distributed by Universal Pictures. So they have been on a huge hot streak when it comes to the horror um, slash comedy vibes. Um, For me, unfortunately, I was a few minutes late uh, to my showing today. I kind of took it for granted. I was like, oh, you know, it starts at 5. They're not going to start showing until 5.30. I walked in at like 5.25, and it was like, I think I missed like the first maybe five ish minutes. It was kind of during like the intro scene of like with a black and white um, introduction altogether. So I didn't miss like the very beginning of the movie. I was a little salty about that, but this is definitely something I would easily um, buy on Blu-ray. If I'm able to get a uh, review copy, I would love, love to review for the channel. So universal, if you're listening, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Anyways, um, I do agree with Devin. This is a cool hour and 30 minutes. Um, bloody good time. As I mentioned before, the it's, it's just one of those movies where you don't necessarily have to turn your brain off, but this is like pure entertainment, just like cocaine bear. It's hilarious. Um, even though I saw this at like five o'clock on a Thursday evening, there was a few people in my theaters. People were chuckling here and there, but obviously I would imagine watching this with 
a bunch of people in a theater, it's going to get the crowd hyped up. You yeah, know, mine, we, we mine was t- pretty packed, and there was there's definitely a lot of laughs going on. And there's someone there's a there's a lady in the there's a lady in the back that just kept going crazy. Like whenever something exciting happens, she would just cheer cheer for Renfield. Like you go, boy. <laughs> that is the kind of energy that we need in a movie theater, seriously. But I will say this time around, you know, everyone had uh, amazing uh, theater proper etiquette in my showing. But yeah, with Nicholas Holt and Nicholas Cage, um, I think they it seemed like they had a lot of fun with this. It, this is not a movie that you take super seriously. Um, it's extremely bloody. And honestly, I would say like the fight choreography and this is cin- cinematography altogether was done very very well like there wasn't any strange like at like weird cuts or edits like during the fight scenes you could totally um you know pick up everything that was going on it wasn't like it was all over the place but this is just one of those like if it's kind of like an adult swim movie almost if if you kind of want to call it that like this is something fun for you to like you know kick off your Halloween, you know, binge uh, throughout, you know, a lot, I know a lot of people do like their, their yearly Halloween rewatches of like movies and stuff to like get themselves into the spooky mood. But this is just a movie that is wild and over the top as well, but it works. Very over like, the top. Very campy. Very, yeah, very campy, but, it, it, but it's not like Army of Darkness campy. Like obviously the writing here is, uh, far better but i mean it it does have that just it has that shine where it's like it's campy but it's not campy to the point where it's like eye rolly cheesy type of campiness if that makes any sense but if anyone who has a strong stomach for anyone who doesn't excuse me i would not recommend you to watch this movie if you know if you if you don't do well with blood like you don't like eating bugs either. Right. If if you have any type of like arachnophobia or any fear of bugs whatsoever, um, it's I I love how over the top this movie is, but it explains the relationship between Renfield and Dracula so well. Almost on like on a deep level, because this is a very toxic relationship between the two characters. And, you know, it's all about uh, Renfield trying to find his own identity, trying to fight back and be his own person after literal ages of being underneath Dracula's thumb. You know, things were fine during the beginning, but then, you know, they start to have a little sour. That's usually how most toxic relationships are, whether they're romantic or just platonic altogether. But I also thought Aquafina did a great job. Um, you know, she had her emotional journey with trying to, you know, avenge her father, everything happening with her sister. But at the end of the day, I, I think the real winners here is the AA therapy group people. <laughs> because Yeah, they're they're the, the main therapy guy was definitely the star of the show at the end there. He really was. It's that it was. Just, it's just a great time. You know, I could talk about it here. Grow to full power. Why would you word it like that? I feel I got the most laughs in the theater, and that was in the trailer. And it was yeah, that was in the trailer too. Funny. Yeah, still funny. He was like, "Why would you phrase it like that?" And then they finally see Dracula. He's like, "Okay, we're clearly dealing with something more than narcissism," and it just it's just balls to the wall. And you know. 
it's nice to see Nicolas Cage kind of back on the big screen between this and the unbearable weight of massive talents. Just him picking up these super fun, kooky roles and just having a blast and, you know, just having fun on screen. And honestly, that's all I can really ask from Nicolas Cage at this point. But Devin, is there anything else you want to mention in our non-spoiler section before we head into our final thoughts and our ratings? Yeah, there's definitely some, some good action in here. Like we mentioned before, whenever, um, Renfield powers up. He has to eat eat a bug <laughs> or two, which is definitely an interesting quirk. I was wondering. I was curious if that's like in any like novels or any past fiction works where Renfield mm. has that ability, or if they just made it for this movie because it's definitely an interesting one. He has to just eat bugs and power up. Um, I also there just love know. the idea of of uh, of familiars and and vampires distance. And I love the line at the end with Ben Schwartz character Teddy, where he goes, "You look." And he snorts a giant like centipede line like his coke, and then goes, "You look familiar." That was great. And then yeah. there's also a point where there's that there's Dracula Fang like brass knuckles, and that was yeah. really really cool. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. And of course, you know, we've been talking about Nicholas Holt and Nick Cage here. Um, you know, Ben Schwartz did a great job, you know, playing the uh the 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 antagonist pseudo villain, if you will, but you know, it's it's like if John Ralphio joined the mob, essentially. And, and have just, tattoo sleeves. Yeah, and have tattoo sleeves. Very uh um Joker-esque for uh Jared Leto there, but he did a great job as well, just you know, playing his part. And, you know, the, the villains were the villains, but I, I thought it was, you know, a very compelling story. But let's get into our final thoughts and our ratings here for this episode. I'm going to pass it back over to Devin so he can give his final thoughts and ratings. And I'll give mine and then we'll close out. Yeah, like I said before, got to give a shout out to Universal on this one. Seems like they're the only like studio that's sticking with the the rated R genre. At least it seems like, seems like a lot of other ones are backing away from it and they're kind of mm. keeping it alive here. Which is very refreshing because it's just it's just always so nice to see a rated R comedy on the big screen. We've gotten quite a yeah. few from them, so definitely keep that up. Um, very entertaining, bloody action, funny movie. Um, I love the concepts. Nicolas Cage just going completely over the top as he as he always does. It just works so perfectly here when it's in a comedic role and it doesn't have to be serious. Yeah, um, don't really have too many complaints for this one. There were a couple mm. times where it felt kind of like the um, camera was a bit shaky on the action scenes. And mm. there's some times where the story does get a bit slow at times when we're talking about the mafia setup. But that just Aquafina's feels like dad, they had to. Stuff like that. Yeah, it feels like they just had to kind of pad the runtime a bit to get it to an hour and a half. But it didn't bother me too much because it is only an hour and a half. And there's enough Nick Cage and Nick Holt to go around to make it entertaining enough. Yeah, definitely um great time at the movies. I'd probably have to give this one like an 80 overall. Just super solid, similar to Cocaine Bear and Violent Night of the Past. Yeah, so uh, my uh, final thoughts pretty much echo most of Devin's. It's just, it's a fun time. It's not a movie where you just need to turn your brain off. It's a movie where you want to pay attention to the dialogue because it is funny. You want to pay attention to the relationship between Renfield and Dracula because there is something there. You do see um, Renfield struggle with his identity after all of these you know centuries of being underneath Dracula's thumb, like I said before. But, you know, he does go through, Renfield does go through a character arc 
uh, when it comes to that. And I thought this, this was just a great, great time. Uh, for me, for my uh, final thought, or not my final thoughts, excuse me, for my rating, I would also just give this a solid 80. I believe, I, I don't know what I gave Cocaine Bear, it's been a while, but yeah, um, it's, it's a solid 80 for me. It doesn't need to be like this perfect masterpiece of a movie because, you know, it's not meant to be taken seriously. Like Devin said, there's, there's a lot of great action uh, sequences. It's very bloody. Again, if you do not do well with blood, I would not see this movie. But if you're a huge Nicholas Holt or Nicholas Cage fan, definitely go watch this. And like Devin said, I, I'm glad that Universal, um, if if any out of any studio, is kind of sticking with the horror horror stuff. Um, you know, we've seen Paramount in the past with Scream uh, 2022 and now Scream Six. But yeah, it seems like Universal just found their found a bit of a niche of theirs and i'm very excited to see uh, what comes next for the studio altogether i think there is another vampire-esque movie coming out um i forgot the name of it uh i'll have to look it up later on but yeah an 80 from Devin and an 80 from me so the overall score is what we're going to start doing here on the podcast which would be the official podcast score um, would be, I mean, the the median score would just be 80 since it's 80 between both of us. If my math is correct. <laughs> yeah, average of 80 and 80 would be 80. Yeah, so yeah, an overall 80 from us here on the Film Optics Podcast. And with all that said, that is a wrap on today's episode. If you like what you heard on today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast or on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Film Optics. Again, that's Optics with an X to stay in the know. And make sure to always share an episode of our podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, or your significant other. Make sure to share an episode of the Film Optics Podcast with the movie lover in need. And now let's take a sneak peek of what's coming up next on the show. So what we have coming up next, we have our Mandalorian season three review, which will be hitting sometime the second to last week of April, because we have one more episode left, the season finale. Very excited for that. Definitely look out for our Evil Dead Rise review, which will be coming out the uh, last second to last week of April. I think it's like April 22nd or 27th, 24th, something of that nature. I don't have a calendar in front of me, so I do apologize. And we're going to be covering Love and Death, which drops on HBO Max, I think, the 24th. So we got to get on that, Devin. First three episodes. That's like our assignment for this weekend, essentially. But... You, what you can also listen to out right now you can listen to our super mario brothers review as well as our air review and our suzume review which is spoiler free for everyone to listen to on podcast platforms around the globe wherever you listen to your podcasts you can find our episodes so thank you all for listening and remember if you enjoy the show leave us a five-star rating and review on apple Podcasts and Spotify, and make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. I'm Christian, and that was Devin signing off. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.